0: Elements that are not part of the CDA schema. And uh, we can also reference external objects like images uh, inside XML entries here. Uh, the image is wrapped in a tag observation media. The threat to confidential, confidentiality of information is caused by uh, the threat of uh, the, this threat, which is caused by misuse of privileges by authorized users, is known as insider threat. And the level of misuse is uh, Classified as these three categories. Uh, The first category is carelessness or uh, unintentional uh, misuse. This occurs when users forget to log off properly or by mistake open the records of some other patient. Uh, This threat becomes more profound if you consider the scenario where sensitive data of patients is available to all uh, users in a healthcare facility. Uh, The second one is curiosity. Uh, It is assumed that users. Uh, in a healthcare setting, it is assumed that the user will access health records of patients under their care only. Uh, the audit mechanisms are usually in place to record any such access, but still users, due to curiosity, might snoop in medical records uh, of accelerations, celebrities, or colleagues. And the third is malintentions. Author, Authorized authorize users might access personal information of um, any patient to harm or embarrass him, or just for uh, profit to sell this information. Uh, Also, there's a possibility that this information may be uh, used by employer to deny employment or to deny benefits to a patient whose privacy has been compromised. So if the patient cannot cannot trust the healthcare provider, then uh, they may resort to extreme circumstances like uh, giving inaccurate information, uh, paying out of pocket, changing doctors, or avoiding treatment at all just to protect their information. Uh, Context is any information that can be used to characterize the situation of an entity. Uh, An entity is a person, place, object that is considered relevant to the interaction between a user and an application. Uh, A system, process or model that is context-aware if it takes decisions according to the context parameters. Uh, The well-known context parameters are identity, time, location, activity. Uh, Now now I'll explain the related work uh, and the different access control mechanisms including policy machine. Uh, First is uh, role-based access control. Uh, RBAC has emerged as a standard for specifying permissions uh, for a large group of users. It allows defining roles similar to the functional responsibilities of users in an organization setup. And then uh, permissions are given to the, given to the roles. Uh, RBAC policy consists of users, the roles. The users can assume objects, operations, and permissions available to each role. A user can activate roles assigned to him in a session. If a user activates any role, uh, then he gets all the permissions associated with that role. Uh, discretionary Access Control DAG is an access control mechanism that allows users to own objects or files. And they can give permissions. Uh, to other users for objects under their uh, control. Uh, A strict DAC policy requires that the owner is the only one who can give, uh, who can grant access to uh, an object and ownership cannot be transferred, Uh, whereas a liberal DAC policy assumes that the ownership can be transferred to other users based on uh, a single level grant or a multi level grant. The single level grant means that he can just, uh, the ownership can go only one step ahead. Generalized temporal RBAC defines temporal constraints for RBAC using periodicity and uh, duration duration constraints. Uh, The temporal constraint can be defined for operations of uh, role enabling, uh, role assignment, and permission assignment. Uh, XML-based generalized temporal RBAC, uh, which is um, XGTRBAC, it proposes XML-based policy specification language for GTRBAC. Uh, Here XML schema is used to define user to role, role permission assignment and sp- separation of duty and temporal constraints. The policy is defined in XML sheets uh, which are processed by XML parser and then the policy information is enforced by the GTR back processor. Uh, most of the scheme proposed for healthcare in recent liter- literature uh, like SG- back, xFedrate and others extend RBAC to formulate privacy and security policies, uh, but protection of Private information using RBAC alone is not enough. Uh, as sensitive information should be available to the primary doctor only. Uh, whereas an RBAC, if you, uh, a, role is available to, a doctor role is available to a user, then he can access information of all the patients, including sensitive information. Uh, Hippocratic databases have been developed for protection of personal information. Uh, the basic theme is that uh, data collection and disclosure should be associated with purpose specification and user consent. That these databases are designed to enforce better disclosure policies so that patient preference is taken into account. Uh, They also have an audit mechanism to find security breaches, but in case of insider threat, uh, the goal should be to protect the information in first place, instead of uh, finding the culprit after the damage has been done. Uh, XSCML is a policy specification language which allows access control policy formulation in XML. XML XC- profile of core and hierarchical RBAC have been developed but it still lacks uh, separation of duty constraints of RBAC. Uh, also temporal constraints like access during 9 to 5 AM or for a duration of 5 hours can be ex- expressed in XCML but it is not as expressive as uh, like, uh, like the temporal constraints in GDRBAC which allows to uh, specify periodicity constraints and also constraints like uh, 9 to 9 AM to 5 PM for Monday to Friday only. Uh, The principle of least privilege is one of the basic principles of information security and it requires that a user be given no more privilege than necessary to perform a job. To apply the principle of least privilege, uh, the system needs to identify, the first uh, job is to identify the job of the user, then determine the minimum permission set uh, to perform that job and to restrict the user with those permissions only. I'll explain uh, Policy Machine. Uh, policy Machine was, it has been developed by NASA Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, and it provides the ability to configure and enforce arbitrary attribute, attribute-based policies. It can, also, it can enforce policies like RBAC, DAC, mandatory access control MAC, and also a combination of multiple policies. It helps to protect objects under one or more policies while enforcing these policies through a series of PM functions. Uh, that are executed in response to user access requests. Uh, The basic elements in uh, policy machine are users uh, which are users of the system, operations like uh, read, write, uh, delete and create, objects that may, uh, objects may refer to files, processes or system resources, Uh, user attributes, policy specific attributes of users like a doctor in case of RBAC, or secret in case of MLS. And uh, object attributes, which are policy specific attributes of objects. Uh, then there is a reference mediation function, which evaluates the user request and grants a permission only if it is part of the permission set. And then uh, these are, there are subject attribute constraints. This is a list of uh, disjoint user attribute set. If a user has been assigned a user attribute from one user attribute set, like doctor and turn, then he cannot be assigned uh, the user attribute from the other set, which is consultant uh, in this example. Uh, now I'll explain how permissions are mapped to users in policy machine. Uh, this is, uh, these are the assignment relations for, like user to user attribute assignment means that user u has, a, uh, after assignment user u has the attribu- uh, attributes, uh, user u belongs to the users of user attribute UA. Uh, and when this assignment has been done, then user has the capabilities of the user attribute. Uh, the set of capabilities, operation O for a user attribute is derived uh, from assignments uh, between operation sets and object attributes is denoted by capabilities of the user attribute. Uh, the, uh, we get the capabilities by assignment between user attributes and operation sets. And we get the access control attri- uh, entries for an object by assignments between operation sets and object attributes. Uh, these two concepts, like capabilities and access control entries, will be clear uh, when I show you the next slide where, uh, which are in, in context of our access control matrix. Uh, just to clarify the capabilities and access control entries, uh, here like doctor, intern, and consultant are the user attributes. And O1, O2, O3 are the object attributes. The, co- the capabilities of doctor are, that he can write O1 and write O2. While the access control entries for an object O1 will be that the doctor can read, uh, write O1, and the doctor can, uh, in turn, can read object O1. So this is how, with the assignments of, uh, we can generate capabilities and access control entries by assignments of uh, user attributes and operation sets. Uh, This slide shows the architecture of the reference implementation of policy machine. Uh, Policy machine has three layer application consisting of presentation layer, application logic layer and data layer. Uh, the data layer uses uh, Microsoft Active Directory as a data repository and LDAP server as, as access mechanism. Uh, the application logic layer contains policy server uh, which manage, manages all data uh, and relations stored in Active Directory. And the policy server provides services to admin client and session simulator. The Admin Client, Session Simulator, Session Manager, User Sessions and Applications are all part of the presentation layer. The policy to be implemented is specified in a PM file, uh, which is loaded into Active Directory by the Admin Client. The Admin Client reads the policy specification and sends them to the policy server as commands. And the policy server, after parsing the commands, loads attributes and permissions into Active Directory. Uh, The virtual object uh, computation allows finding the objects accessible to a user attribute and uh, the sub- during subject attribute activation, the attributes are active, activated for the user according to the capability. And finally, reference mediation uh, function grants permission if it is available in the capability set. Uh, this uh, slide shows that uh, a typical implementation of RBAC uh, using policy machine. Uh, this is an RBAC policy, uh, policy machine where like, doctor, intern, consultant are user attributes. And medical record and development are object attributes, and and we can uh, uh, the, these are the assignment relations. The arrows are the assignment relations, and the user can be uh, user can be assigned this user attribute doctor, and further uh, the doctor uh, this user attribute is assigned permissions by assignment onto operation sets. Uh, when this assignment has been carried out, then doctor can read this object attribute, uh, which is further which has been further assigned to object O1 and O2. So this is our t- implementation of RBAC uh, and here the reference mutation func- function falls here uh, which checks that if before giving any permission that these are part of the capabilities of a user or not. This is uh, this slide shows the policy syntax uh, for an RBAC policy, uh, so how this is a, a typical RBAC policy is specified in a PM file and um, we are telling that uh, add a policy RBAC into PM and add a user attribute doctor to this policy are back. Each command takes a single line and may start with add or assign. Assignment relations, uh, here we assign the object attribute to an offset and here different permissions are being added into an offset. Event uh, event response language is context free grammar based on eBNF format. Uh, PM uses uh, event response rules to take specific actions in response to certain events. Uh, which also helps to enforce history-based history based policies. Uh, a script in every la- language starts with script header and may have zero or more rules. Uh, a rule consists of two parts, event pattern, uh, which starts with when, and a response to that event starting with the keyword do. The script is compiled and, and enabled by the policy server and it tries to match uh, which events which are occurring with the event pattern. And when if the event matches, then the policy server takes the action specified in the response. Uh, in the example script uh, shown, the event pattern uh, starts after when. And this event will be activated when the doctor, any doctor, reads an object of attribute forms. Then it will uh, assign that object attribute, uh, that object attribute to the object attribute shared. Uh, now, I'll explain the implementation of uh, generalized temporal RBAC in policy machine and how policy machine can be used to uh, mitigate insider threat in healthcare domain. Uh, these are the new capabilities we have added uh, into policy machine, like uh, specifying command syntax for temporal constraints, uh, expansion, uh, extending of uh, activity schema for temporal context, and then context validation for uh, in in the policy server before assignment uh, of user to user attribute or user attribute to permission set, uh, it is checked against the temporal constraints, and then cons- calendar specification has been added into event response, even uh, in, in in event, event pattern. We try to match uh, if, uh, we try to uh, in initiate an event if uh, the time, current time matches to a uh, some specified time. And then we have added a healthcare application uh, for checking of constraints. Uh, these are the details of the GTR back policy in, uh, in policy machine. Uh, interval is, uh, in, interval is defined in, by start time and end time. An interval constraint is valid if the current time falls between the start, and time and the end time. Uh, If the end time is not specified, then interval is valid for all times after start time. Periodic time constraints. Uh, It defines the start time at which an event occurs periodically. Uh, The start time is defined in terms of year, month, week, day, hour or minute. Uh, The duration constraint defines the unit of time and number of units the constraint is valid after start time. And these double constraints are uh, all three interval periodic time and duration are valid for user attribute activation Uh, user to user attribute assignment uh, and user attribute to permission assignment. Uh, uh, Also uh, the context validation has uh, in policy server uh, like user to user attribute assignment and user attribute uh, activation is done during subject attribute activation and before activation or assignment is done uh, in the policy server we check against temporal constraints uh, that the, uh, the. uh, the con- temporal constraints are met or not. If the temporal constraints are met then only then the assignments, uh, assignment is done. And similarly in the reference mediation function where permission is assigned to the user, uh, again temporal constraints are checked uh, for validity. Um, the syntax for the temporal constraints is shown in this slide. Uh, this is how this we specify the constraints in, uh, the, uh, in the policy file. Uh, this is uh, the name of the constraint like first quarter, the begin date. Uh, which are like month, day, year, hour, or minute, and the end date. And then this constraint is valid of which relation? That this is for user to offset assignment or user to uh, user attribute activation. And this is how the constraints are, the interval constraint is specified. So coming on to uh, periodic time constraint, uh, here we give the name, and then if, if it is valid for all years, uh, the months uh maybe the, for the first quarter only the first four months and then the weeks or just the first week or all weeks then the days if only working days then uh, these are the days for the con- uh, periodic time constraint and what time this constraint starts and in the end for the relation with which this constraint is valid uh and this is the duration constraint and after the start time of periodic constraint how for how, how much duration that constraint is valid and this is like Uh, If we have, in the previous slide I have given the priority time constraints, if, and this duration constraint here tells that uh, the constraint is valid for 8 hours after the start time of priority time constraint. And the same we have like uh, for the relation, uh, for which relation this constraint is valid. So to store the constraints, uh, these interval priority time and duration. We have also added classes into Active Directory schema. So whenever the, p- the constraints are read from the policy file, these are stored into uh, requisite uh, uh, required places in uh, Active Directory. So these are the uh, classes, and these are the attributes for interval, periodic time, and duration constraints in uh, Active Directory schema. The calendar specification has been added to event pattern, which allows to take time-sensitive action. Uh, the event in calendar specification is activated when current time matches uh, the time which is specified in the script. Uh, The script is compiled. In this case, script is compiled and enabled in Pulse Server. All actions coming under the calendar specification are scheduled to execute at the future time. And if that time has already elapsed, then the actions are performed immediately. Uh, This is the grammar uh, for the calendar specification. So coming to uh, mitigation of insider threat. uh, For mitigation of insider threat, the healthcare data must be classified as normal or sensitive. And sensitive uh, medical data should be the one disclosure of which will cause uh, embarrassment or discrimination to the patient. Uh, The patient's privacy is compromised by leakage of sensitive information. So he or she she should be the one to make the decision to declare the information as sensitive. Uh, This can be achieved by applying RBAC for normal documents and uh, DAC policy for uh, sensitive documents. Uh, in, um, and in this in this case, the curious insider is just now restricted to the normal documents, uh, as the sensitive information is available to the patients for his uh, is available to the doctor for his own patients only. Uh, just to further uh, clarify I'll just uh, give a hypothetical scenario. Uh, like we have, for example, we can implement all the cases only in DAC policy or only in RBAC policy, but. They have their own issues uh, if you try to implement uh, uh, these requirements in a DAC policy. Here I'm just taking a hypothetical scenario that we have two doctors, Alice and Bob, and four patients, A, B, C, D. And each patient has some sensitive documents. So the use of DAC policy as authorization mechanism will require that, uh, in this case, that Alice has access to all the normal records for all the patients. And then she can access uh, the sensitive documents of patient under her care. Uh, but the prob- but this scheme requires constant updating of access control lists as new CD documents are created or new patients are added, and this approach will not be scalable if you consider large volume of CD nodes. Uh, for example, uh, in one of the so it was like in Mayo Clinic in 2005 they were like generating 50,000 uh, CD nodes per week. So for a large document uh, volume of nodes, uh, updating DAC is not scalable. Uh, using RBAC. Uh, Both uh, here we have like uh, we can group all the normal documents, and if the role doctor is assigned, uh, any doctor can see all the normal uh, all the normal records of the uh, all the patients. Uh, But each patient will need a unique role uh, to access his own medical records. For example, this D patient A, and uh, the patient can be given this role to access his uh, his uh, documents. Uh, The sensitive information for patient is now available under the same role and prime doctor can access this information using this role. But still there are issues with uh, like consultation that this role cannot be shared between two doctors. Uh, If a role is given to a doctor then uh, he he may have the permission for all the sensitive documents whereas a patient will like just like to give uh, permission on one document uh, among his all sensitive documents. So this is just to uh, like we have the DAC gives the benefit of discretionary access, whereas RBAC has the benefit of being scalable and we, have, we can add the context information, uh, so we uh, propose like using policy machine, we can have like move the sensor information, both DAC and RBAC policies and uh, keep the normal records in RBAC and now uh, the, if a user tries to access sensor information, he has to meet uh, both the RBAC and DAC policies, only then he is allowed to access this sensor information. Uh, it, like, this has some, uh, show you that this, like, this is how we are implementing these uh, policy, uh, this uh, hypothetical scenario in policy machine. Now, uh, in back, the Alice has information for all the documents. Uh, and uh, in DAG, she's given uh, permission for sensitive documents of, for her, uh, her own patients only. Uh, during reference mediation, uh, she has permission for, uh, she will not be given permission for C and D. Because uh, uh, th- these permission, uh, these documents are also in DAC policy here, and she ha- he ha- she has not permission for uh, uh, for these documents in DAC policy. So, a uh, uh, user is given permission for an object only if he has permission is all the policies. In if an object is in two policies, he the user has to have permission in both the policies, DAC and RBAC in this case. Uh, so here access of uh, users to health uh, records is controlled by a policy machine. Uh, different type of clinical data can have different security requirements and multiple policies uh, can be enforced on a single document according to the requirement. A user requests to access any clinical document is evaluated by a policy machine by checking the status uh, of a user under a policy and available permissions to co- clinical documents are assigned to the user. Uh, the, multimedia docu- the multimedia objects uh, which are part of a clinical document may have different permissions. Uh, For example, a doctor may be able to see a radiology note uh, under RBAC but not this uh, X-ray image which might be declared uh, sensitive by the patient and is under DAC policy. So, and the image is only available to the surgeon who is treating the patient. So we can apply different permission for uh, objects embedded in the clinical documents. Uh, This is the uh, architecture with the um, uh, new modifications. Uh, All the clinical documents and the deleted multimedia co- is content is stored in the policy server. Uh, the user is logged into session manager uh, after authentication. The session simulator communicates with policy server and after virtual object uh, system computation and subject attribute uh, activation, the relevant objects are displayed to the user under applicable policies. The objects visible to a user in the user session uh, can be accessed using CD application. Uh, for p policy machine. The healthcare records based on CDR in XML format, and the CD application is launched whenever an XML object is accessed. Uh, the application reads the XML object and displays the clinical data and the associated multimedia content to the user. Uh, the multimedia content is only displayed uh, by the CD application if the user has permission to access them under some policy. Uh, here, I'll, uh, we just give uh, some uh, hypothetical requirements for a uh, policy. Any person in uh, role doctor can see normal records of all, rec- all patients, but sensitive records are available for access to the doctor for his own patients only. All patients have access to their own medical records. Uh, the role doctor can be active only during working days, um, that is Monday to Friday from 9 AM to 5 PM. And a doctor may allow access to a colleague to have consultation on some record for his own patients only. And uh, using policy machine, this is the scenario uh, how using uh, different assignments in different policies, we can uh, achieve these requirements. Uh, like here, the user do- um, Bob is assigned the role. Uh, it can is assigned the role doctor and has under policy GTR back. Uh, he can access all the normal records uh, for a patient, uh, but the sensitive records are available in DAC policy. So as he doesn't have the permission for sensitive records, so he cannot access sensitive records. Um, um, under the role doctor. And uh, now a patient can access all her uh, sensitive records and the normal records. Here I am assuming that x-ray image and history note are among the sensitive documents, and these are the normal documents. And Alice is the doctor who uh, who is treating uh, the patient Katie. Now she can access the normal records uh, when she is given the attribute doctor, and the sensitive records, uh, under DAC policy, she also has been assigned the sensitive records, and she can. Uh, Excuse me. Now uh, she can give permission for a, a consultation note under DAC policy to another doctor, uh, Doctor Charlie, who can al- only access normal records and the uh, record which was allowed, uh, which LS allowed for consultation to Charlie under uh, DAC policy. So. This is how we are uh, moving to uh, only uh, allowing sensitive uh, documents are protected under DAG policy. And we can have the uh, benefits of scalability and discretionary access uh, by combination of both the policies. Uh, This is just a sample of the uh, XML document, how it is uh, displayed in the CD application. Uh, So, I'll conclude here. uh, we need uh, more stringent policies for sensitive data. Access control rec- uh, requirements for healthcare requires that more uh, stringent policies be developed for sensitive data. Uh, temporal constraints for our back have been added into policy machine. And based on GTRBAC and DAC in policy machine, uh, multi-policy framework for mitigating insider threat uh, in healthcare domain has been developed. Uh, in future, uh, we are looking at uh, like inst- to extend temporal capabilities to other models like MLS or DA- DAG. Uh, to develop location aware capabilities for policy machine and uh, also to do expressibility analysis and minimal language representation uh, for policy machine. And we are also looking at distributed applications that uh, if like uh, two organizations are using, uh, how they can uh, do conflict resolution for their policies uh, among themselves. Maybe I am a bit early. I'm open for any questions. <laughs> oh. okay. are, uh, are, uh, are there any questions? Did everyone understand everything? I understand nothing. <laughs>